This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Oh, nothing, just bad timing for, because like I, I said, when I originally said eight, I was like, ah, oh, that'll be plenty of time to get, but just like because of Booker's sleep schedule and then us eating for dinner and, you know, and then Liz was originally going to cook, but she hurt her back, so now she's laying down with a back massager. Did she hurt her back carrying your family? Boom, roasted, I roasted you. How does she carry the family? Who do you, I'm, I'm the stay-at-home dad, I. I clean. I cook. I, I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the wife. Oh God. Nah, I don't live in the, the. Sounds like you live in the fifties. That's what I was gonna say. I was trying to think of the words that I, I, I can't think of words. I mean, what am I gonna do? Clearly. What do I need words for? We're doing a podcast. It's not like we have to talk. No, it's not. Talking is overrated for podcasts totally. that I've heard. This, totally. is a, this is a new non-talking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just silence for an hour, except for like every few minutes, you just hear like a. <sighs> <laughs> oh man! I'm playing this game, so there's about 15 minute intervals. You'll hear like a fuck. What game are you playing? I'm getting on the Call of Duty. Mm. Um. Yeah, you know, whatever. I don't even know what's, what's, what's going on. How are you? I'm all right. Cool. What have you been up to since last we spoke? Uh, I would. <coughs> I don't actually remember when did we record. Like just a few days ago, right? Yeah, right before uh, Father's Day. So I guess was. Mm. Thursday, maybe, was when we recorded? Yeah, yeah, it was like Thursday today, or Friday. Today being Tuesday, for those listening, eight years later. Yeah, yeah. Man, what's the world like? As if they could tell us right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope it is. It still on fire? Oh, man. Is there actually eight years later? Is there any humans left to record the actual passage of time? To indicate that it has been eight years from today. I, I think that there will be, like, you know, but nobody will want to listen to this because they'll be like, oh, this happened during that time. I don't want to be reminded. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2020 is a rough one. I saw somebody the other day to ask, have we tried unplugging 2020? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm pretty done with it. Uh, I, I'm super bored. I went for a walk today. I'm trying to do more often, just just to get out. I'm trying to think of like all the stuff I can do to just get out of the house a little bit. Uh, and then when I'm here, I'm just trying to make sure that I take the time to like do my hobbies and take care of you know the house and take care of my son and my wife and all the things. I got lots of responsibilities. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I don't feel yeah, like. I have to leave my house at all unless I have to go to work or have a need for some sort of sustenance. That I mean, you still should. I don't know if you know this. Uh, it's not healthy to stay inside all the time. Say why. Uh, we are social creatures. It actually can help our mental health to have people to hang out with when we interact with the world around us. As revealed on the previous episode, if I had beeps from a droid, I'd be happy. 
I see the flash of your gun, motherfucker. Oh, so I, I say something and you just don't even pay attention? Oh, I mean, I did, but the thing is, it just, uh, it, it, I realized what, what would be the What What did I say? Tell me what I said. You said, as you said in the last episode, beeps from a droid would be all that you need, bitch. <laughs> uh, um, Like my wife all of a sudden, like, oh, well, you heard me, what did I say? Only in this case, I actually did hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know that sounds like such a stereotype of, like, oh, a husband doesn't hear what his wife says. But, like, man, I, my, I, there's so many times where, like, I don't hear something and I try so hard. I don't know why it happens. Mm hmm. Um, uh, have you watched any of the Planet of the Apes movie in prepar- preparation for our episode with Dak? Because Dak started at the beginning. I just letting you know you need to catch up. You're I saw behind. he did mention that. Now I I was under the impression we were doing the new tr- the newish trilogy. No, we're doing the newish trilogy. Dak he is wants doing to go above all of them. Yeah, okay. Dak well, is doing uh, all of them. To answer your question, I I have actually watched the episode of The Simpsons where they do the Planet of the Apes musical. Get your paws off me, you dirty ape! <gasps> he can talk. He can talk, 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 he can talk. I can sing. That's not even the same Planet of the Apes. It's a different Planet of the Apes. I didn't really watch it. Well, I mean, I did. I watched it a couple of weeks ago, coincidentally. That was. So literally what you just did was lie to the home listening audience. You didn't just watch it. You watched it No, I have not watched anything. Well, speaking uh, of things that we've watched, well, no, I have wa- I have watched things, but I haven't watched. I haven't watched that. You've been watching other things, but hey, no, no, no. I, I've watched some interesting stuff. You have not. You need to start watching these Planet of the Apes movies because Dax already laughed. I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna. Wa- I'm gonna watch them. Uh, we're gonna talk about them. It's gonna be fun. Uh, I guess I should watch Bone Tom- uh, Tomahawk because uh, I guess we're gonna talk about that. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, Charlie's watched it finally. Yep. And I don't he sit really there needs time to watch like, the yeah. man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. That's what he needs to watch. Pass. Yeah, it's not about this. Is not about you. This is what I, I want to discuss that film with a filmmaker. I, know, I don't actually have any not strong feelings about that person. one way or the other. I just like, and I, I guarantee when you watch it, you'll be like, "That was a good fucking movie." I'm, 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 I I'm that sure movie. that it is. I, you know, uh, although I mean, the man in the suit was maybe the most atrocious thing I've ever seen, and plus there's this one scene that's so just it just did too much. It just did too much. But you gotta see it. I highly recommend seeing that movie. I mean, I don't know, man. There's so much stuff to watch, and that just is not at the top of my. And that's not to say that. I, I, yeah, I none of the things we want to talk about on bad. this show is the top of your list. Now, hold on, though. That's not fair. There's plenty of things that I... Don't, don't say that we want to talk about on the show as if there are things that you don't want to watch that I do want to watch. That, you know, I would love to talk about it. I would love to do an episode where we're just like, let's talk about all the Friday the 13th movies. But Well, considering I watched those live when they came out, I could talk about those. But you wouldn't go back and watch them now, would you? I don't need to. Oh, well, I, all right, then. Well, I won't, I, I, you haven't even seen the final Planet of the Apes movie. 
No, I haven't. And your memory is fucking terrible. My memory is terrible for things that, like, my friends and my wife and whatever. Important things. Uh, My memory is good when it comes to unimportant things. So, this podcast, basically. 30 minutes into Friday the 13th, what, three, what happens? That's the 3D one. Three, uh... 30 minutes, that's probably, they, they probably haven't even gotten to the camping area yet. If I had to guess, the they've gotten all the kids, I put in quotes, because I mean, they're like what, college age or whatever, and they're in the van and shit, going to, going to their destination. And then they run into like the hitchhiker, he's got an eye, and he's holding it out towards the camera, and it's like a, it's supposed to be in 3D, and he's like, ah, I found this, don't go there. And then they go there anyway. 80s 3D is the best. It's so terrible. I was uh, watching this documentary one time about the making of those movies, and they talked about making the third one, and the amount of takes it took because you had to get it just right. If you didn't get if you didn't get the thing that was going to be in 3D right in the right spot, it wasn't going to work. So it would take like hours to get one shot right. <laughs> Does this not a, sound worth it? And what a waste. Especially now, because like I, I mean, I like I like that movie. Okay, that's not the worst Friday the Thirteenth movie, but I've never oh, watched no, it in three D, and I don't intend to. I saw it in three D. Yeah, no, we know you're old. Fuck you. Um, but what? no, there's nothing of, wrong with that. It's no, cool being fuck old. You. Yeah, fuck you. But speaking of watching stuff, I just started watching something that began this weekend. Uh, Perry Mason. Nice. It is a gritty retelling. I don't know. It's not. I guess it's not a retelling. So like, there was a Perry Mason television show on that was uh, black and white. That's how long ago it was. Yeah, this was a, a long time ago. I didn't watch that, but my mom was a fan of that. Yeah, because, I think my dad was too. Um, because my mom was a fan of that. She got me into watching the made-for-TV movies featuring Perry Mason. And those, a lot of the time, were in Colorado. They were set in Colorado. They were filmed in Colorado. And so I loved that Perry Mason. That is the uh, the Santa Claus Perry Mason versus the, n- the non-Santa Claus-looking Perry Mason. Um... Important difference. <laughs> yes, this I don't I don't this I don't I don't know the Perry Mason of the black and white like you know obviously honestly I don't even know if like if Perry Mason was a TV character or if he was like a book character you know I don't know no shit like this oh, uh, uh, so I can't say I mean this my mom says she doesn't recognize the Perry Mason character that she knows. Uh, from the TV shows in this new series. But that being said, so far, one episode in, um, I've li- I like it enough. Uh, it's definitely a, a, I don't know, grittier, darker, noir, no, more noirish. If somebody noir. else could say that per- word better, um, take on the character, um, it's a it's a period piece, um, and it did, funnily enough, uh, made me realize there's one piece of L.A. iconic 
iconic, uh, like, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like, what's iconic? The, yeah, like, you know, like the Jackson, Randy's Donuts that Iron Man sits in, like one of those kind of, like the Hollywood sign. Like an iconic location? Yeah, yeah, like the Joker stairs in New York now. Uh, in GTA, like, the, GTA is filled with, like, all the spots, like, I mean, I'm constantly watching a movie and been like, oh, yeah, I've been there in GTA. Like, GTA does yeah. a good job of representing L.A. and that, that you know, and and what's good in those movies and, and like, you know. Um, and so, like, there are just times, like I said, where I'm playing GTA and I'll just be like, oh, shit, this is the bridge they landed the plane on in SWAT or this is this, you know what I mean? Um, no, I know what you mean. So, like, when I go to Chicago, uh, I always notice stuff from, like, the Dark Knight movies where I'm like, exactly. oh, this is, the, this is the bridge, you know. Or, or other movies set in Chicago. I'm like, yo, that's from the Dark Knight. They're in Gotham right now. Um, but there is a place called Angel Flight in L.A., and it is not in GTA, and it wasn't until watching Perry Mason. Because there's another show that I like that de- dealt dealt with this place called Angel Flight. And basically, it's just this, like, uh, very steep hill where they have these trolley cars that essentially just go up and down the hill. And they have two of them, and they basically, one's at the top, one's at the bottom, and they just move people up and down so they don't have to walk up and down that this crazy-ass hill. I mean, I, I get why that maybe wouldn't be in GTA, having, like, just two random trolley cars that just go up and down and and the purpose of those not really I don't know I get it but I realized while watching Perry Mason I was like oh shit why isn't that in GTA well I'm poet he's Billy this is I'm really I'm glad sorry. we're recording just, this episode. I, I'm happy that you're just gonna play video games, and I'm just gonna no, sit here no, in silence. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm honestly not distracted by the video game. I Welcome. just didn't know where to go for that. I was like, you just spent five minutes talking about a thing that wasn't in GTA, but could have been in GTA, but it wasn't in GTA. <laughs> Welcome to this new non-talking podcast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the second Sherlock Holmes is on is on HBO right now. Nice. A game of a shadow. See, I, you watch movies and stuff. Uh, you have like movies and stuff on. When only because I usually just want to have something on in the background, so I'm not sitting in total darkness, and I don't want like the news oh. or something on. So, do you, have you not heard of lights? What are those? Yeah, okay, that's cool. No, don't worry about it. Why would I turn lights on? What do you mean, why would you turn lights on? Why would you have a TV on? That's the only light I need, my dude. That's weird. That's like what a supervillain does. Like, whenever you're, like, reading a comic or something or watching a movie, this is a dark room and they have a TV on. Or, like, 12 TVs with, like, all the news from different countries on so that they know what's going on. Or, like, Batman, he sits in front of his fucking computer and only is illuminated by the glow of the monitor. Ass. Yeah, but he's still, like, that's... He's, he, Batman is, like, the bad guy, good guy, though. Like, that's yeah, this thing. Yeah, that's me. The bad guy, good guy. I don't think that's you. 
Don't make, don't, don't make me throw a beating on you like I was Batman. too worried about that yeah glad i have to leave my basement exactly <laughs> uh man what was that jesus that's me smacking my hands because quincy was getting on top of the counter oh swear to god it's like when i'm doing the podcast they like okay let's fuck around because they, they know they know because otherwise they don't do anything like my cats are they just, just kind of hang out it's not until, like, you need them to be quiet. So it's like, oh, we're, I'm recording a thing. Or, oh, we're trying to go to bed. Like, I'll be out here. I'm sure that I'll be out here for a few hours. I usually go to bed about midnight or one. Uh, maybe two if I'm really into something. Like, the other night I stayed up pretty late because I was playing Limbo. Did you ever play mm-hmm. that game? The, where you try to get as low under the sticks as possible? No, no. You're thinking of the Limbo. Oh. Uh, no, this is the, that game, uh, it's in black and white, you know, it came out like 10 years, like if this was 10 years ago, I'd be right on top of things, but I, it's not, and I'm really behind, but I bought it for like four bucks the other day cause it was on sale. Uh, and it's a fairly short game. So I was playing it and I was real close to the end. I could feel it. So I was like, ah, I gotta stay. So I stayed up to like two in the morning playing that. Uh, and my cats made no noises. They didn't care that I was out here. Then as soon as I went to bed and like we into the bedroom, like going to sleep, then they want to like come to the door and yell. And I don't know. And mind you, like they're nowhere near me when I'm out here. Like they're they ignore me. Quincy might lay on like in my in my lap occasionally, but for the most part, like they don't care that I'm out here. Yeah. But then when I leave, they're like, "Where are you going, man?" It's like when you go to a party and you know you're you're not talking to anybody, you're not having a good time, and you're like. I don't think I'm going to go. And then everybody's like, oh, whoa, you want to go already? Just get started. Yeah, because this place is lame. It's not my basement. Nah, I had a problem. I'll leave my basement. Exactly. I don't have a basement. You should get one. They're great. Oh, oh man, I would love to. Dude, We look, when we look at, we've looked at houses out here because, you know, at some point in the next couple of years, we want to buy a house. Yeah. Uh, so we have gone to some open houses. And every time I find a place that has a basement, I just, I, I, I'm not. I, I definitely want a house with a basement. I just, it's so cool to have like a little, sort of like a little, little living area, a little apartment, a little back cave. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to be able to get away. Uh, I, I, I just, I need alone time. You know what I mean? Well, you probably. Should. <laughs> um, but speaking of games, old games. Uh, there's a sale on Xbox Live right now, and two. I picked up two games. Or two deals. Let me put it like that. Correction. Two deals. Uh, Funny enough, I did the same. But continue. Let's see if we got the same games. We did um, not. Uh, <laughs> you know one of them because I was just talking about Oh, then no. We did not get the same games. Um, I picked up the... They had package deals uh, on um, Lego... Marvel Superheroes, Lego Marvel Avengers, and Lego Marvel Superheroes 2, and all, like, their DLCs and shit. And that was, like, $10 or some crazy shit. And then uh, Lego Harry Potter years 1 through 3, and then Lego Harry Potter years 4 through 7. Um, so I picked up both of those games because I figured they'd be good 
to have on deck when my niece and nephew get a little older because my nephew is getting, he probably could play some Legos. He's probably a little bit too young, but he would be interested in playing some Lego games soon. That's a good idea. Uh, I'm not really super into the Lego games. I've played a couple of them here and there, but they've just never really been my thing. Uh, they're fun. They are, uh, uh, they're fun for what they are. They're a little bit too grindy if you want to get everything unlocked or whatever. Um, but like I said, I mostly just picked them up, uh, so that, you know, I had something fun to play with the niece and nephew. And, uh, I'll be honest, uh, playing as Hulk on the first level, that was a lot of fun. The first, uh, I, so I actually do. I, I've heard, I, I don't remember a while back. I remember reading about fun co-op games to play with people. So like, if you wanted to like play with, uh, I don't know, like, whether it's family, like cousins or nieces or nephews, uh, in my case, I was thinking, uh, my wife, cause I like playing video games. I would like to play video games with her, but she doesn't really play them. So it's like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I can't throw a controller in her hand and be like, all right, we're going to play Halo. Like that's not, First of all, that's not her kind of game, even, you know, the few games she has played. And also, even if it was something she would enjoy because she never does it, you know, that it's, it's really hard to pick up on a game. I think I take it for granted, like how, like right now, me not really you know, doing this podcast and playing Call of Duty is like, whatever. I don't really have to pay attention and I'm still like killing some people and doing fine. But from the perspective of somebody that doesn't do this from a, from a relatively frequent basis they would have to pay attention to what they're doing uh so i'd heard that the lego games are a good way to go for like co-op with people if you want to because i i I really miss playing like couch co-op with people you know yeah and that's one of my favorite memories of uh whenever i visit you is us sitting there playing video games we played injustice 2 and beat the whole thing that was great yeah that was a lot of fun I know exactly how to beat you. You fought Ninja Turtles, Batman? I'm full of surprises. Us playing uh, Grand Theft Auto, and all, a ton of us were in town, and we made Megan shoot that guy. <laughs> What's the button to apologize still? No, it was, like, it, no, it was like she said, wait, wait was that it? Was yeah. it the apologize or turn yeah. herself in? No, what was the what's the button to apologize after you pulled her gun out? That's right. To rob the store clerk, she said. So what? yeah, for those of you that don't know, so we were taking turns playing Grand Theft Auto, and yeah. I, I, we, she, I don't even know if she'd ever played before, but no. she was going around, and she went in and she ended up pointing the gun, either by mistake or something. The guy put his no, hands up. No, 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 not even trying so. to sell that story. No. no, I think no, that is. She what was I, in I, the convenience store, and she was trying to buy snacks, which. At that point, I didn't even know you could buy snacks in GTA. That's how early it was in this game. She was like, "How do I? what's the button to buy these snacks? And you were like, oh, here it is. And you pulled her fucking gun out. And she's like, and it's kicked off a robbery. And she's like, what's the button to apologize? No, I think it was, I didn't, I you, told her what the button was. No, you it wasn't 100% the right button. I, I, the, I, no, I, you pulled her gun like I, out. You I told the her gun to out sh- for I, I told her the button, and no. the button was the button to shoot. No. And it made me laugh. But, uh, yeah. Now, the reason I was thinking it was something else, like, because uh, I'd forgotten about this until, uh, at the time, there was a, there, there's an episode of King of the Hill 
where he gets addicted to playing a Grand Theft Auto type game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first time he plays Ooh, it, Bobby? he's running around. Uh, no, Hank does. Bobby oh, Hank likes does? it, and Hank takes it because he's like, "This is inappropriate. You can't be playing this." Uh, and then he ends up playing and getting really into it. And the first time he plays it, he accidentally shoots a cop or something. He's like, "Oh God, I just stabbed a parking attendant. Where's the button to turn myself in?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh... I can't see Hank Hill playing video games. So I'm gonna have to look for that. My cousin used to love fucking episode. King of the Hill. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I was watching it not too long ago, actually. Yeah. God, I watch too much fucking TV. Yeah, like I said, your wife hurt her back carrying this family. She didn't, though. She, her back was already hurting, and I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You believe what you want. I don't have to believe it. Uh, I, I can see the text she sent me. Ah, oh, I threw my back out carrying this family. I'll ask her. We'll see if that's true. <laughs> uh, the fact that you have to say, I'll ask her to see if that's true. Well, she'll tell uh, me. It's not true, Billy. I made it up. It's a joke. Oh, God damn it. Why would Liz uh, just text me? I hurt my back from carrying this family. Because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm the funny one. Uh, You may forget what I was going to say. What was it about? Video games? Porn? Yeah, no, porn no. Porn video games? Why would it be about porn or porn video games? I don't know. Uh, Do you have the, something to talk about that's the, related to porn or porn? The, the other dad can't remember. Like, what, I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, like, were you like, this is? I gotta no. get Billy to bring this up so we can talk about it. <laughs> no, but the other day, <clears throat> the other day, Cloud was playing some game where he was he was making his character, and I just started laughing to myself, and I go, "You ever been so deep into character creation?" Uh, that you just said fuck it and went and masturbated. But I couldn't even get it out before I just what? started laughing. Oh, man, it was just such a dumb joke. But it made me laugh. I hear my son crying. Uh-oh. Better go that get joke, him. He, that joke was so bad that he was it, like, it Oh, like man. you know in the force awakens when leia knows that han's been killed that's what happened just now it's like he wasn't in the room but he didn't need to be he just knew a uh, terrible joke was just made a dad's <laughs> like, podcast like, ruined. like when obi-wan felt a thousand voices <laughs> call out <laughs> he's like i feel like i just felt 10 people stop listening to a podcast <laughs> good shit right there that's good shit oh no rachel mcadams she's dead spoiler alert actually i didn't know that that happened i've never seen that movie oh you never saw the second one no because i was working on the third one i like i remember liking the first one but not i liked the first one but not enough to like like i'm sure that if it was like on i would watch it but Mm. i don't know i got you I get, like, weird anxiety at this point about watching shit, because I'm like, there's just so much out there. You let that go, my this, dude. I'm, gonna mi- I'm trying, and I'm, g- I'm getting better about it. So, it's like, mm. I watched, uh, uh, you know, that's why I was like, I, you know, as much as I have wanted to watch the some 
anime lately, even in the last couple of years, really, it's just hard for me to like want to sit down and go, all right, I'm going to watch anime because I know like what a time consumer it is. And I'm happy that I'm doing it now because like Naruto is, uh, is great uh, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, but then it's also hard just to pick up other things. So it's like, you know, like I really do want to watch the Clone Wars, uh, it, but I'm also like, like se- isn't it like seven seasons, like 20 episodes? Of it? But I'm sure that I could get through that pretty quickly. The the first five are definitely like your traditional 20, 20, 22 episode seasons. I don't know if six was a full season or not. Um, And seven is definitely not like 22 episodes. I think it's only like 10. That makes sense because that was the last season. That was the one they did on Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but I do want to watch it, um, especially because everybody seemed to like it so much and how it went. And, and I've managed to avoid a lot of spoilers for it, although I assume I know what's going to happen to the Jedi at the end. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I already told you the last four episodes are are at the same time as Revenge of the Sith. Yes. And they do, like, a really good job of either recreating scenes in new ways if that makes sense oh no i know what you mean yeah um and uh and offering all all, different perspectives from scenes from revenge of the sith so um but yeah i mean like specifically that those last four episodes are just like i mean it really it's it, it 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 honestly feels Endgame, Infinity War, Endgame-ish, where they took everything that they had done with Rebels and Clone Wars and everything they had learned and brought it all together in those four episodes and tied it into those movies in such a like spectacular way. Should I yeah. watch Rebels? Oh, I fully say you should watch Rebels. Um... Would just, you say I should watch Rebels and then Clone Wars? No, no, because you uh, just in chronological order, you should watch Clone Wars for, first. Um, uh, Rebels is probably shorter, though. Uh, also, uh, I think it is. I think it's only like four seasons. Yeah, and Rebels introduces one of my ultimate favorite characters, which which was Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, from the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Yeah, I remember watching the trailer. Like, and I, cause, like, there was, a, maybe it was one of the Disney, the D23 or whatever the thing is called that they do every year. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, I randomly watched the trailer for, like, this, this season, even though I never watched the show. Because uh, people on Reddit, I think, were like, this looks awesome. And the way that they cut that trailer together, it did make me want to watch it because I was like, even if I didn't know who that character was to begin with, because like, even though I haven't read the books, every of course I've heard of him. Yeah, they still made it seem like, oh, this is guy's a fucking badass. <laughs> and, as, and as someone who's a fan of that character, I felt like they totally did him justice in the series, and it was nice to see like this character's like you know because like. That those that series has you know two of the most popular Star Wars characters not in the film franchise in Grand Admiral Thrawn and Mara Jade, and um, and so for us to at least get one of those 
in this new era of Star Wars was um, pretty awesome because he he's a fantastic villain in or not even villain. I like to think of him more. He's like an antagonist um, in the Star Wars universe, and I hope um, I hope we get to see him again in some fashion. You think I should read uh, Heir to the Empire? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's probably the, if I were to go back. I don't care about canon and whatnot, you know. Then yeah, read it. It's arguably the best of the Star Wars. I mean, it was the first extended universe books that really set off the extended universe, in my opinion. They might've been the first, like, really. Yeah, I think they were the first, really. I mean, if you like excluding like you know, uh, like Splinter of His Mind's Eye and like the Han Solo Lando trilogy that came out closer to the time, yeah, of those movies. Um, yeah, I think they were the the very first. Yeah, I would recommend reading them. I mean, I like I said, Thrawn's a really great um, character. Uh, Mara Jade is a really great character, and that's maybe the the thing I'm most disappointed about with Disney's um, uh, Star Wars universe. But maybe one day they'll be able to work that character in somehow. Um, I mean, but, I'll check it out. I've had that book for you. I've had that book. I've had the first book for so long. Yeah. Uh. Like it, it's it's like the it's one of the older paperbacks. Like it doesn't say legacy because this is before I bought it before Disney even bought Star Wars. Yeah, and it's just been sitting around. And it maybe it does. I will. Say, I just remembered something that <laughs> it, it does something uh, that maybe maybe one of the dumbest things done <laughs> done in a book. Um, and I don't know how to tell it not in the series. I don't think it's actually in the first book. I don't know how to say it without being a spoiler for the story, but if you read it, then we can talk about it. Okay. And I, and I, I bet if you do read it, you'll be like, yo man, this thing. And I'll be like, that's the thing I was talking about. <laughs> it's so dumb. Um, but, uh, yeah, back to uh, those. Definitely, I definitely do recommend both. Um, I mean, you do, yeah, you know what? You don't only. I mean, only for frame of reference of some of the characters. Do you would it be helpful to have watched Clone Wars first? But you could probably arguably watch it. Just you just be you know what I mean. I mean, it'd be like prequelizing essentially. You would get you would watch those characters and you go back. Oh, these are their adventures. No, no, no. I watch them in the appropriate order. I mean, what is the appropriate order anymore? It's whatever I decide. Yeah, there you go. I mean, when it comes time, how will you introduce the universe to Booker? Star Wars. Yeah. Well. Same way that I was introduced to it. So you know, I start with the original trilogy, uh, go into the prequels. From there, uh, from there, we'll let him make his own decisions. Gotcha. 
I can only show him the path. Uh, I didn't think about that. All the, time. I was like, oh, all the stuff I'm gonna like make him watch and read to him. And he's gonna get so sick of it. Like, eh. why do we have to watch all these movies like, so that you'll appreciate Avengers Endgame? I just love that your kid's gonna rebel by like not being into anything fant- fantasy or make believe. He's just gonna be like a a straight edge realism person. Like, ah, oh, if it's not real. It's like only reads nonfiction, only watches documentaries. <laughs> uh, I watched a documentary today, actually. I watched a couple of documentaries in the last like two days, actually. Which one? I started one, but which, what have you watched? So I watched uh, <laughs> I watched uh, this documentary on YouTube. I think it was just posted the other day about Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. I, I watched part of that, too. Yeah, it was all right. I think I knew most of it already, but you know, it was... It's pretty cool to watch. Uh, I, you know, I love that show, so it was nice. I guess because I'd like I'd, I'd watched other things about it and seen so much stuff about it. Like if you didn't know a lot of the background for for Batman the animated series, I totally say you should watch it. But yeah. What'd you watch? Um, I started to watch the Thirty for Thirty, uh, Like Water, which is about Bruce Lee, and uh, so far it's really good. I haven't. I had forgotten, I didn't know when it aired, and so, like, I keep forgetting about it, and, uh, and so, like, the first time I started, I was like, oh, yeah, let me watch this, and it was, like, two in the morning, and I was, like, 30 seconds in, I was like, oh, no, I should not have started this now, and then I was watching it today, uh, when I got hit up to get on Xbox, so, I need to finish it, so far, it's really good. I mean, I've always been a fan of Bruce Lee, um, so, uh, yeah, so it's it's been interesting. And those 30, 30, 30 for 30 documentaries are some of the best sports documentaries. I've heard. I've never watched any of them. Uh, I guess I should. Yeah. I'm, not, some... I'm also not really a sports guy, but then again, I, I guess it's, Bruce Lee would be, that would be pretty interesting to yeah, the Bruce Lee one's good. Um, the the one I was uh, is a, a real big fan of was the one about um, <clears throat> the rugby players, uh, the South African rugby players, uh, uh, and the story that you know Invictus covered with Nelson Mandela and the rugby players and how that helped to begin help the healing in South Africa. Um. That's a good one. Uh, there's a really great one about um, uh, Baltimore. The Baltimore Colts uh, were a football franchise, and they had this. They had a, 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 a like a marching band, which God, man, I don't think I don't know if that was a thing for a time. Um, I don't think I've ever seen like a, a football have a a professional football team have like band like this. But anyways. Uh, the Baltimore Colts left Baltimore and became the Indianapolis Colts. And basically this band was like, fuck that. And they kept every football season, they kept playing. Uh, and they would, and they got invited around to different teams around the league. And, and for fuck, like 20 years, this band was just like, would still rep for Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore football and then 
Baltimore, the Cleveland Browns left Cleveland to become the Baltimore Ravens. And so like the first year they played as the Baltimore Colts band for the last time. And then the next year they, they played as the Baltimore Ravens band. Cool. And that was a really cool one, especially as being a former marching band, uh, person. I really liked that one. Um, the Reggie Miller 30 for 30 is maybe amongst my favorite, favorite docu- uh, f- documentaries because it's just such a, a great, Reggie Miller's so funny of a person and to listen to him recount these epic battles that he had with the New York Knicks and Spike Lee in particular, because I remember when all that was happening and to see them like look back and talk about it and and just like the shots of like because I don't know if you know anything about Reggie Miller but like Reggie Miller is this like excellent excellent basketball player uh, probably one of the top fifty NBA players um, and he's not the best basketball player in his family his older sister Cheryl Miller is and she's like arguably she probably should have been in the NBA if they didn't have that, the nonsense of gender or whatever. But uh, there you just see Madison Square Garden, everybody in that motherfucker screaming at Reggie Miller, just Cheryl, Cheryl, like as if that's like an insult to call him, to say his sister's name. God, it just would make me laugh so much because I know that like it, that doesn't bother Reggie Miller because that people used to make fun of Reggie Miller uh, getting beat by his sister when they were growing up, and he would just be like, "She's beating you too." <laughs> um, but the best thing about the Reggie Miller documentary is it's it's all about this adversity they have against you know the Indiana Pacers and the New York Knicks and all this adversity they had and. And they finally beat the Knicks. And it's this real triumphant moment. And and then Reggie Miller goes, if only it had been the NBA championship. Because <laughs> they immediately lost the next series. <laughs> so it's like, it's like what you should think is like your traditional like, oh, this guy triumphs over. It's like, nah, well, they, they beat these dudes, but they didn't really do anything else. They got beat, bounced out of the playoffs. So it's, it, that's another one of my favorite of the 30 for 30 documentaries. I, you know what? Speaking of YouTube documentaries, since you were quiet again, you jerk. No, well, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Because I, I didn't want to be like, all right, now you're done talking. Let me tell you about this other documentary I watched. Did you watch another documentary? Because I watched another documentary. <laughs> no, I told YouTube. you I did. Yeah, I said I watched two. Oh, what was the other one? Uh, I watched uh, oh, It's called... Uh, Lost Soul, I think. Uh, it's the it, it's about uh, the the breakdown of the original version of what was going to be the Island of Doctor Moreau back in the nineties. Which like I know the, sounds the movie. Yeah. Mm. Which sounds boring, but it's actually really interesting because, like, I felt really bad for the guy because it's a it, it the, the the director, this guy Richard Stanley, had done like some lower budget type horror movie stuff that apparently was pretty good. Uh, I haven't seen any of them, but I'm kind of interested to see them now. Um, and his dream for years was like, he wanted to make this movie. 
and <laughs> he like wrote the script. He had uh, he had a bunch of uh, like concept art done. Like he spent like this was his dream project. He spent years trying to get it together, uh, and they fired him. Well, first they tried to get first they they didn't want him to direct it. So like he pitched it to Miramax or wait no I'm sorry not Miramax it was uh, DreamWorks. Uh, wait, Seems like it? a weird place to pitch that movie. Wait, it wasn't DreamWorks. Why did I say DreamWorks? What the fuck was it called? Where the hell was the Nightmare on Elm Street movies? New oh, Line. New, new line. line. Yeah, New Line. So, uh, that, made, new that line, makes way more sense. Yeah, so New Line was like, yeah, yeah, no, we'll do this movie. And like, and he he started, he wrote, he put together this script. He had all these ideas. It was like this crazy, you know, because he he's like this weirdo type guy. And he wanted to make like this weird movie about like animal, you know, people that, you know, part animal people, you know, and they, you know, because that's what it is. And he had like all these like fucked up crazy weird things. It was basically he wanted to make like an art film with a slightly bigger budget kind of thing, but not even like a huge budget. And, uh, see, so first they, first they were like, yeah, we'll make this movie. And then, <laughs> then they were like, uh, okay. So, uh, Marlon Brando wants to be in this movie, which would be like awesome news. Right. But then they're like, oh, and uh, Roman Polanski is going to direct. And he was like, what? But I I spent years putting this together and talking about how I want to do this movie. And now you're just going to – I don't understand. So he went to Marlon Brando and met with him. Like he found some way to meet up with Marlon Brando. He was like, hey, you know, I want to – and they got along well enough to where Marlon Brando was like, hey, he wants to direct this movie. Let him direct this movie. He was like, cool. Awesome. Should have been the end of it. Uh Unfortunately, the second lead for the movie was uh, Val Kilmer, yep. and this was back when Val Kilmer was like he was coming off Batman Forever. So, and I didn't realize this was a thing because I was a kid at the time. Maybe you know that Val Kilmer was like a big deal. Oh yeah, he or was like huge. at the time, yeah, yeah. So he was like the name for this movie, yeah. Because uh, Marlon Brando is it, like yeah. not drawing money, but like it's you know he's a big enough name to like want to bring other people in. Uh, but as far as like the movie making money, they needed Val Kilmer and Val Kilmer was like a total prima donna and did not get along with the director. Uh, Cause every time the director would try to like ask him to do something, Val Kilmer would be like, uh, I'm the actor. So why don't you just get behind the camera? Like you just a total dick. Uh, and after like two weeks and uh, after like two weeks, he complained to uh, the producers and so they fired this guy after like two weeks of shooting this, of working on the, after years of trying to get this movie together and they fired him. Fucked up. Because Val Kilmer didn't like him. It's crazy, man. And then almost, but the funny thing, like you think that would be like, oh, so that's the end of that story. Like, and then they just make the movie. Uh, no, because then Marlon Brando gets to set cause he wasn't there yet. Uh, and Marlon Brando is also like a total like diva, like on yeah. set. So, and they also had to get this new director, and he just like was this old school guy, and he had like a week to prepare, had no idea what was going on. Everything that could have gone wrong with this movie, they kept trying to rewrite. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, it's trash. Yeah, that's why because they just they, they rewrote it on set multiple times, and they're like, "We'll do this," especially because uh, once Marlon Brando was there, despite the rewrites, he was like, "I want to do this." Like the little guy that's with him, yeah. that dude was not a big part of the movie. He was like in a state. He's not an actor, but Marlon Brando liked him so much. He was like, "He's gonna be my assistant. He's gonna be there. He's just gonna be around." Like, <laughs> it's like, all right. 
Marlon wants it. We can't tell him no. Can't tell him no. There was a day, probably one of the funniest things they said in that document. So there's a day where Val, because they were trying to outdo each other, basically, is <laughs> who could be the bigger diva. Val Kilmer refused to come out of his trailer until Marlon Brando came out of his trailer. But Marlon Brando refused to come out of his trailer until Val Kilmer came out of his trailer. Ridiculous. These are adults. That's just ridiculous. All of this, and it ruins a man's dream. By the way, this guy didn't direct another movie until last year. What did he direct last year? He directed a movie with Nicolas Cage that I haven't seen. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, But I looked him up because I was like, what else did he make after? He made like a short film or two. Like really randomly, but it was like the whole situation just turned him off because like it just kind of crushed him so badly. Uh, oh yeah, and his name is Richard Stanley. I think I mentioned that. Uh, another thing, he didn't leave Australia. They were shooting it in Australia. He was supposed to leave and he didn't because he, he just like he he didn't feel like going back uh, back to America or back to back to Hollywood. Just kind of like he's like, but they didn't want him sticking around. They were worried he was gonna like fuck with you know get back to set and fuck around and like ruin the movie. Which he didn't do. He like he just kind of like went off to be alone for a while yeah, until he go. ran into like extras from the movie that he had known, and they started talking about you know like talking about how fucked up the production was. I was going. He was like, "Hey, you guys, you think you can get me on set?" Which could have gone badly. Like he could have like shown up and like I don't know, burned the set down or something. But what he did was they had like 200 extras dressed like dogs and like dog people and stuff. He's in the movie in the background multiple times That's and no one knew it. Like they were like, they, they, they did the documentary and they're talking to this one producer and he's like, so, you know, it's Australia. It's super hot. So as soon as the scene is over, all the extras would like take their masks and like lift them up or like take them off. But this one guy always kept his mask on and he was doing a really good job. And I remember I went up to him and he was like, man, you, that was great. The way that you did that little thing in the background there, that was awesome. And he'd be like, oh, thank you. And his accent was clearly not Australian. Oh, man. Just, it's such an interesting, interesting, interesting story. Uh, I will never watch that movie, but I totally was down to watch that documentary. That's funny watch it it's, it's definitely worth it <laughs> nah, that movie was trash i've already wasted enough time on it but that's awesome that that guy snuck back into his own movie um the, well he had uh, super secretive about it too because uh yeah. part of the deal was when he got fired they would pay him his entire fee for directing even though he didn't finish the movie but that would but if he were to go back to the, like there was like a sort of like an like he couldn't go back nearby he had to leave and if he did, it would like it would risk him losing all his money. So he couldn't let them know that he was there. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the uh, other documentary I watched that was on YouTube was a documentary about the making of that thing you do. I would um, totally watch that actually. With it. that sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. Um, they uh they went like on a mini tour across Japan and had no idea that's what was happening. Wait, what? Yeah, they were like they they when they went in Japan to promote the the uh movie, they were basically not there as actors promoting a movie. They were there with Tom Hanks as the Wonders. 
And they would go and just perform, and they had all these crazy like shows that they were on, and they were like, like they had to act like they were the wonders, for real. Like they were treating them like they were the wonders, and like it was fun. You would just see like behind the scenes stuff where they're kind of like doing like faux stuff from the movie, but they're like on these like crazy Japanese shows, or like they were like, it was it's it's, it's a good interesting documentary. For sure, and I re- and I re- I was a big fan of that movie when it came out. So, I still like that movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. One of my favorites. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, well, no, no. You got anything else? You didn't, uh, really, you didn't really come up with many topics for this episode. I. Why you gotta put all the pressure on me? Well, I mean, you don't do anything. I'm working. Me and Liz are working to support you. You are such a. Okay, hold on a second. Are you trying to tell me that what I do for my child is not enough? Are you are you telling everyone there that's a stay at home parent that they don't do enough? No, I'm not saying other stay at home. That's what you're saying. No, I'm not saying other stay at home parents don't do enough. I'm saying you don't do enough. Lots of stuff. You basically are the equivalent of a pillow on the couch. <laughs> you're like yeah. you're like family decoration. I wouldn't go. Oh man, I wouldn't really say that about you, but that is a funny insult to call somebody the 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 pillow on the couch of the family. Goddamn, oh, you're really friends with me. Uh, maybe not anymore. I'm Poet. I'm Billy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, but coming up, we're going to have Dak talk about, we're going to do the, the, uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, trilogy. Although Dak is watching every Planet of the Apes movie ever. Which we didn't ask him to do. Which we didn't definitely did not ask him to do. <laughs> I don't even know how it became Ape Week. I don't know if it is. Is it actually Ape Week? Is there some Planet of the Apes Week event that I had not know about? And we just happened to have this idea the week before, or did we have this idea and Dak was just like, "Fuck it, Ape Week begins now." I uh, I don't know. I I have well, no idea. We'll I, find out. I still just think it's weird that he's like, I'm going to watch. Because I haven't seen all of those movies, but they can't all be good. They just can't be. <laughs> also, that just seems like such a long... Like, that's like the kid in school who's like, all right, we're going to do a book report on the tale of two, on a tale of two cities. And he comes in and he's like, I read every Charles Dickens book. And it's like, Charlie, no one asked you to do that. Oh, man. And uh, speaking of Charlie, we're going to have uh, him coming up as well, talking about... What movies he watched in June. Which is why you probably should watch Bone Tomahawk. Well, you're a fan of horror movies, so... And this is like a Western horror, so it should... Oh, yeah, I know, I've heard. It should be in your sweet spot. I have heard that it's good and worth It's watching. a horror movie, and it has a Kurt Russell Western mustache in it. I mean, those are your sweet spots. Those are not my sweet spots, because here's the thing. I actually don't care for Westerns. It was it was a joke, Billy. 
Uh, I did, but I want to make it clear to the people listening: I don't care for westerns. Why don't uh, you? Care I don't for know westerns? who keeps telling you all that I like westerns. I mean, uh, the Twitter account. No, nah, I, I don't know. I just there's something that I I just don't get into westerns. I don't know, man. Like, so have you? So, I, I, hold on, this episode was about to end, and now it's about to go for four hours. Uh, no, okay, that's fine. Please continue whatever you need to say. <laughs> I, think, I, I must have. To, I must have told you this. Before, I don't think though. I've <laughs> ever heard you say I don't like westerns. And it, it's. I I would say that I I. I don't uh, is, dislike westerns as is, much as I dislike, say, mafia movies. Like, I'm not into, like, mafia stuff. It's like, it's like, cause like I said, I don't like The Godfather. But, yeah, like I've, I never see – I can't think of a time where I saw something about a western and I was like, I got to I gotta watch that. I got to see that. So Like, even, like, Cowboy – was it Cowboys versus Aliens? It was a few years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, even that, I was like, eh, no. So is there any western you have seen that you like? Like you have you not seen Tombstone? You don't like Tombstone? I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, I have I've seen parts of Tombstone, and I do really like part the parts that I've seen. I've just never seen. gotten okay. around to, gotcha. to, to getting around to watching it, like the whole thing. I've seen other westerns that I've enjoyed. You know, uh, I find a lot of spaghetti westerns pretty boring because uh, yeah, like I've seen you. the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, either the Young Guns. Uh, I've seen both Young Guns. I recall thinking they were okay. Mm-hmm. Again, it was never really one. You know, and it's you, funny. You liked the Magnificent Seven, though, when we watched it, right? The Denzel one, when you guys were out here? Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. But in general, you're just not a Western guy. Okay. And not I really. I don't think I knew. you. I don't think you specifically said you don't like mafia movies when you said you don't like um, The Godfather. I may have not said that on the podcast, but yeah, that's what I, I, I think it was another, like a, we were having a conversation another time we were watching a movie or something. Cause Chelsea was also saying that she doesn't like mafia movies. It might've even been you mm, like a movie, like a, when, when we're watching movies. Yeah. It's like just not, generally, it's just, like, what do you mean when you say mob movies? Like, like if that is the, uh, I guess the theme or like the main part of the movie I don't, like mm. if you were to show me the trailer for a movie and you're like check this out this looks really good and it's about the mob i probably won't be all that interested in it gotcha you know as opposed to say like if you were to show me the trailer for like the dark knight and it's like yeah there's a mafia portion to it but that's not really the that's not gotcha. the, the like i can acknowledge the fact for example that goodfellas is like a pretty good is a good movie. Like I, I, I did find enjoyment watching it. I would never find myself want to watch it again. Gotcha. Uh, or like The Departed, which is a different kind of mafia, I guess, because it's like the the Irish mob or something. Yeah. Uh, good movie. I, on a technical level, but and I guess I found some enjoyment out of it. But I just I'm not. I, I don't know. It's just I, I just don't get it. I don't I don't see what the draw is. Oh. Uh, Westerns, I, mean, I do kind of see it. Westerns, I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess it would be neat to, you know, you want to be a cowboy. Yeah, but the mafia really spun out of the western, really. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I mean, I mean, really, the mafia was was really, you know, it came. Well, I'm, uh, I mean, like, what? I, I guess it, it depends on what you're talking about. Mafia versus like gangsters, too. You know what I mean? 
Um, but like, I would include. I'd say organized crime then. If we were, if we were trying to mm, like okay. I got you. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd say like mafia mob. Kind so of you thing. But I guess if you say that you're talking about like the Italian mob or something, which is not necessarily. What yeah. I, mean. I guess that's the most popular one. Like, I've like I know that everyone says The Sopranos is like a really good show. I just I have no interest in watching it. Yeah, I never. I it never. That one never got to me either. But I didn't have HBO at the time. If I had HBO at the time, I probably would have watched it. But like, same with The Wire. Just going back, don't feel like. You know, if it, it, I just feel like so much, so many of them kind of have like the same story, uh, and I could be totally wrong about that. That's just you know, maybe that's just my own preconceived idea of what those movies are like. Uh, if you can do something a little different with them, then yeah, I, I'm sure. For example, I really like the Dark Tower series uh, by Stephen King. Uh, the main character is. The gunslinger. He's a, essentially a Western character. Yeah. One of the books is like takes place in his past. Is like the entire book is like an old West type story. Uh, but there are other things added to it that's more like up my alley, where it's like there's magic kind of thrown in. And, you know, other thing, you know, other worlds. There's things that kind of like okay, I can get into this. Um, but if you're just like ah, you know, uh, Civil War ended. No, no, no. I'm a bounty hunter. I don't now know. Now I'm gonna dance with wolves. Was that was that was that what the movie was about? Well, I mean, he was. Yeah, it was like. Post- Did he actually dance with wolves? Well, no, that was the name they gave him because he was running around chasing after these wolves. Okay, so there's not like a scene where like a wolf gets up on like its hind legs and he's like side to side dancing with it. No, it'd be r- ridiculous. I know, but if you said yes, I would kind of want to watch it then. No, that because then a, then I because I'd want to be a like Disney cartoon. How do they make this make sense? I mean, it's, does that it's, happen in Disney? Yeah, that would definitely happen in a Disney movie. Man, I'm trying to think of like organized crime or other Western stuff that I found some enjoyment out of, but man, I just Untouchables. Did you ever watch that one? Untouchables. Actually, I I did watch Untouchables. It's okay. Uh, a very different tone than I expected. Mm. I remember thinking that where I was like, "This is super over the top," uh, which actually I think helped it to for me to enjoy it. Like, if, I think if it was a very straightforward type movie, I wouldn't be as into it. What did you think of Sean Connery's Irish accent? I don't even remember. It's been years since I've seen it. The one thing that sticks out to me, there is a scene that I do recall being really good. And it's it's when, because uh, De Niro plays Capone in it, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, so it's when he's getting, uh, he's giving an interview or something, uh, and he's getting shaved. Yep. And the guy shaving him nicks him, and everybody in the room just stops. And they're like, oh, shit, he just nicked it. Fucked up, but I guess because he's in the middle of this interview, he doesn't want to like make a scene or anything. So he's like, he gets lucky, you know, because if this were private, this dude would probably be dead. Uh, and they sell all of that with just the way they look at him and the way that he looks at the guys. Right. It's so uh, funny, yeah. Man, like Robert De Niro. Wanted, son. 
it's so funny when I think about some of these actors. So, like, going back to that documentary that I watched, uh, they they did interview some of the actors uh, that were in that, that they were in the island of Doctor Moreau, and uh, one of them, uh, her name escapes me, but you know her like when you see her uh, when she's in stuff. She was in the craft, kind of like pale, dark hair girl. Uh, is it? Faze Bach, or however you say her name. Something like that. Yeah, she's got like a weird name. Anyway, she was talking to She was in Waterboy? She was the girlfriend in Waterboy? Yes! Yes, she was. Um, uh, she showed him uh, her boobies, and he liked them too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they interviewed her in the documentary, and she talked about uh, talking to Marlon Brando because they had scenes together. She was like, I wanted to, you know, I was like, hey, uh, so I wonder if you had a second to talk about like our characters and you know how we interact and you know, what what's our what is our connection you know actor shit yeah you know doing it and he was and he was like basically he was like honey honey look, we're just just don't even we're here we're getting paid we're just gonna do it we're gonna go like what the fuck how do you get like this incredible career. You get to do this thing that people would kill to do. And not only that, you're a huge name, but then you just continuously don't give a shit. And the reason I bring this up is because I was just thinking about the fact that Robert De Niro tends to, it seems like Robert De Niro just doesn't fucking care. Like in a lot of stuff that he does, but you know that when he does or when he has cared, he fucking nails it and kills it. Well, you know, that was a big problem, uh, between him and, uh, Joaquin on the Joker was that Robert De Niro. I heard that, yeah. Robert likes to do read-throughs before the they do the actual filming, and Joaquin was like adamant, like that he didn't want to do it. And who do you think won that one? Uh, ooh, that's tough to say. Uh, let's. Just I would say, say De Niro probably. They, yeah, they did the read-through. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got you know he's like that older actor. He's got that pull to make that happen. Yeah, and just and you know what? To his credit, I I think he's pretty good in Joker. I don't think he's bad, but he's also not a big part of that movie. No, yeah. Um. Yeah. No. For also, what he's he, kind what? of done that. Also, he's been in a movie like that before, so it's not. It's he kind of knew, I guess, what he was getting into. Um, but I was thinking about that, like, which makes it all the more fucked up to me, uh, to make me feel bad for that director, for Richard Stanley, because it's like, this is your, like, to have a dream like that, to be like, I, I, you know, not only do I want to make movies, or not only do I want to act, there's a particular project I want to do. And you get there, and part of it falls apart because you have this, these fucking guys who just don't care, yeah. you know, um, and they and when they do like, uh, um, uh, good example. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis has been in some good movies. I do like Bruce Willis and like Die Hard. You know, he was uh, he, he's 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 good in a lot of things. Some years ago, but it, it's pretty clear that now it's like he just he's he's just like there to get a paycheck. Yeah, and just kind of do whatever he wants. And you hear these stories, like you know, Kevin Smith had like the whole stories about what it was like working with, with him. And like, why? Why do you like this? You don't need the money. Yeah, and you're just ruining it for everyone else. I just can't imagine. I, you know, maybe it's because of how I grew up, but I feel like 
if I ever got into that position, unless for some reason I completely forgot what it was like to not be there. I can't imagine acting like that. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's always disappointing for sure. When you hear like stories of people being jerk stores. Um, don't get that, into the movies. But that reminds me, uh, I, I, it turns out. So like this whole HBO max thing has just been, I just been just hilarious to me. Like, I don't know. You probably don't follow it, but like, no. What? What are you? So HBO had three streaming services. That's a lot. Yes, they had HBO Go, which was a streaming service for those people who had purchased HBO through a cable provider. So it allowed you access to your HBO content. When you were away from your cable. They had HBO Now for cord cutters. People who didn't have cable. But wanted to get access to HBO. Then they came out with this HBO Max. Which I can only describe as. Like the Disney Plus. For whoever owns HBO. Because inside of HBO. Uh, Max is all is eventually going to be like all of Warner Brothers content. So okay. on some level, Time Warner must own HBO, and they've just gone with the HBO Max as their brand. I guess I don't know, but I th- so that so all this came out and it was uh there everybody was like oh, okay you have two other streaming services. This is weird. Um, but maybe almost immediately they were like, oh, people who have HBO now um, will get access to HBO Max. Um, so so they're like, all right. And I'm at home thinking like, oh, well, fuck me for paying for HBO through my cable provider. Um, but yesterday I got an e- email that now says, because I have HBO uh, Go, I'll get access to HBO Max, and I just have to have the service added to my uh, my cable plan for free. Like it's basically a free. So now I won't have to pay to watch uh, uh, the Zack Snyder cut. I'll get it for free when I want it. I still think that's too much. <laughs> well, I'm already paying for other HBO content, so it's fine. I mean, I got HBO for Game of Thrones. And I think I'm, I'm still, sorry. I still think I'm the only person who was okay with season eight. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't see it. I just assume. Yeah, you, you, you. I mean, it depends on who you ask, but uh, I would say you're not inaccurate for some people. But like I said, I, I, from a, from uh, episode one, I was a fan of Arya. And so I was happy with what happened with her character. And I can understand how if you were a fan of other characters, you were maybe not happy with how what happened with those characters. It is so funny to me, because didn't they... They took like a year off. Like an extra year off, right? 
Yeah, there was a yeah big year break between. So the, they had time. They were like, they oh, we gotta man, we really gotta kill it with this last. Because I rem- I remember that happening and thinking, oh wow, man, they've got a lot of time to really put some effort into this and put some money into it. You know, like even more so than they already are. I bet this will be cool. I'm sure people will like it. And they still fucked it up. <laughs> they they did do a, put a lot of ton of money into it. Um. Uh. And, and I, you know, I, it, I, you know, they, I, you know, I mean, I don't know what the motivation behind that was. Like, I don't know why. Definitely. It definitely, I mean, I think the biggest problem was definitely they didn't have source material. I think had all the books been out, there would maybe be a different outcome uh, for the series. I think once they outpaced the books, it they really lost a lot of what made the series so good. Um, because it's like it was like 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 literally like season one, like like the first couple episodes is just them traveling from one spot to another. And then it's like season six happens and it's like, oh, we've unlocked fast travel. Yeah. And also, I, I think that, it you know, I'd imagine if, if you have some kind of like blueprint to look at, you, know, you kind of have like a cheat sheet there where you can go, OK, yeah. so we can do this. This is going to happen and this is going to happen. And then when that's gone, like, fuck, what are you going to do? Like, you yeah. just kind of have to. You essentially, like, you know, at, at best, at best, you could just like get George R. R. Martin on the phone, and he'll give you the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, but even then, you lose. I th- you just lose, like, the nuance that he would have provided. Es- oh yeah, especially for like some of the characters who like, um, like. Uh, the main character, or one of the main characters, the queen, uh, Danny, um, uh, Daenerys Targaryen, mother of dragons, her character. Um, a lot of the nuance of what was going on t- with her character in season eight either was cut and just wasn't there, or they they just couldn't muster what was needed to ultimately make what happened with her character for lack of a better word satisfying like i don't think anybody would be satisfied with what happened ultimately with her character and i think and again i think that a lot of that has to do kind of with reading the room in a way um, cause again, like I, you know, I don't know how much, you know, but basically when he started this, he basically wanted to go against tropes. And so at the time, you know, very like, oh yeah, that's exactly what we want. We don't want to see, we want to see these things done in a different way, but that time has passed. 
where the audiences uh, who, especially the audiences invested in the, the TV show were probably unaware of the intentions of the author of the books and also just the length of time in which like that, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing just passed, you know what I'm saying? It's like how, like, you know, how, like in the nineties comic book superheroes were so like juiced on like steroids and like now they're like, you know, like you still have super ripped people, but you also have more naturalistic looking characters. Characters yeah. are more naturalistic in their representation. And I think that what the author was doing and what they were trying to stay true to is not necessarily what the audience was expecting or wanted. And I think that was maybe the biggest problem. I think if they would have just been like, hey, we know this is what where you're trending with your books, we're going to kind of go like the opposite with a more happy ending, I guess, if it were. I think that uh, it there a lot of the complaints for this season wouldn't have been there if they would have went with what I would argue is a more traditional, happier ending and a more satisfactory ending for your enemies. And again, like there's one thing they built up there. There's one whole aspect that they built up that definitely seems like had they had the source material, like there's definitely more to it, but they like, they build up the, like the army in the North as this like big thing. And it ended up being this really like, I feel like there were two episodes after that storyline ended and it was just like, it was just like a real weird. I mean, that seemed like the biggest part of the. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, from a story perspective, when you know, because I've seen I've seen the first couple of episodes and some episodes here and there, uh, and I've read a f- uh, the first like three books. Mm, I and the first book, the yeah, the first book opens with. Uh, the uh, sort of introduction of the fact that there's this, you know, the whatever the thing, the the White, White Walkers, Walkers in the North, uh, or at least to, to the reader, you get introduced. Uh, you know, you everyone else doesn't find out until later. But it seems like you would start off with that. You would also end with that. That seems like, the, especially because they, they, if I'm correct, they made the bet. You know, the people uh, at the wall were making a big deal about it. Of like, look, it doesn't really matter who wins this, this, this war and becomes king or queen or whatever, because we're all going to die if we don't do something about these things. Yeah. Yeah. But then I guess that wasn't what, how things turned out. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, 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 no, they, they fought those dudes and it was like two episodes later that you're dealing with like solving who, who gets the kingdom. And I definitely, it just definitely was not. It didn't satisfy everybody. No, I mean, there are parts of the, that stuff that was cool, but for basically for you to spend seven, 
seasons talking about winter's coming and for it to come and then oh that was it huh all right okay and i mean again i was happy with who ultimately ended that threat in the way that that was ended like i was like hell yeah because you yeah. like the character yeah, yeah I, I like yeah i like uh yeah already killed the night king i was like hell yeah that's dope um they could have done how they did it a whole bunch of different ways um definitely i would have done this the just if you'd have given me all seven seasons and been like hey this is your blueprint here's what you get you do eight i definitely would have done a whole lot of things differently including that um that storyline oh oh damn there we go okay Everything okay? Oh, yeah, I almost fell getting out of my chair there. Goddamn. <laughs> um, oh, we went on for a while there after we said yeah. bye. <laughs> yeah. After you uh, you were like, I hate westerns and mafia movies, but I like Game of Thrones. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Billy. I'm Poet. Good night. <laughs> this is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the poet and Billy. Podcast extravaganza.